What's up, everybody? Welcome to another installment episode. Whatever the hell you want to call it, a useful nonsense. I am your very favorite asshole, and I am back for another episode today. Uh, today, we're just going to be talking about the UFC 259 event. This is a UFC 259 preview. I'm going to go over the main card. Uh, there's also a prelim and early prelim. If I feel like talking about it, I will talk about it. Um, no disrespect to those individuals fighting on that card, on the prelims and the early prelims. Um, I just want to talk about the main card first and kind of go from there. So we're going to go from the top and then we're going to go down. So we're going to start with the main event. The main event is Jan Blachowicz versus Israel Adesanya. Now, this is a very interesting fight for a lot of people, right? Because they're talking about you have this fucking beast in Jan Blachowicz who is a Poland-born powerhouse. Now, these if you know anything about these Scandinavian folks... Right, those Europeans that are crazy white people. We think American white people are crazy, but those white people are just another level of crazy because they grew up in the cold. Like, this dude is taking a bath. Not a bath, but like, you know how most people go into a jacuzzi to after a workout? These motherfuckers go into ice caps. Like, they, they go into the river and they break the ice and then they go jump into that water. So... Um, this dude has unreal power, really good stand-up, very good, solid Muay Thai foundation, really unorthodox jiu-jitsu, comes up with submissions from really odd places, um, has a good reach, good weight, um, he's like 6'2", I want to say, or 6'3", um, Adesanya 6'4", with an 80-inch reach, I think he's 6'3", with a 78-inch reach, um, so it's very similar as far as with you know with height and reach because usually Izzy's when Israel Adesanya is fighting people he's a very he's the lankier taller fighter so he's really good at using his range he's really good at using jab using the jab to set up his low kicks you uh setting a body you know body attack setting up the hooks um and I think that I think that's going to kind of be similar to where the Robert Whitaker fight was where he's going to be looking to counter because Jan Blahovich is one of those people he will come forward um, depending on the style of the fighter. So if it's a style where, you know, somebody that's going to stay on the outside, he's going to kind of charge in. Like, it's not going to be a Corey Anderson situation where if you watch that fight, if anybody did watch that fight when Jan Blahovich knocks uh, Corey, Corey Anderson out in the, I think it was in the first round. In like 40 seconds, he knocked him out or something like that, if I remember correctly. But uh, it was a good fight because, you know, Corey came forward and he pr- tried to pressure him and got caught. Izzy's not one of those guys. Izzy's gonna be really. He's gonna play long, and he's just gonna let Jan Blahovich come in and fall on his own sword. Very similar to what kind of what he was doing with uh, Paulo Costa, right? But I think Jan is not gonna be intimidated by Izzy, and I think that's what's this is gonna make this fight so fun because Jan is gonna try to pressure him and he's gonna come in. He's gonna hit Izzy, and Izzy's gonna have to deal with the power. And that's something that a lot of people are talking about, right, as far as how will Izzy or Israel Adesanya react to the power of Jan Blachowicz. Because we saw, and I'm a big Izzy fan, but we saw what happened when Yoel Romero touched him. When Yoel Romero touched Izzy, Izzy was like, all right, I'm not going to do this bullshit. I'm going to keep, you know, I'm going to keep just at distance and I'm going to just touch you. And that's what he did, which is a brilliant game plan. And nobody's not, anybody that's knocking Izzy for doing that is an idiot. Because at the end of the day, the object is to hit and not get hit, right? So, he's a master at that. Why would you hit and get hit? You know what I mean? 
So he did his he's, he did his thing with that. Um, so it's going to be a really interesting fight to see the counter striking of Israel Asanya and how he deals with the size. Now, one thing that Israel's coach talked about was the fact that in those five fights that he did lose when he was a kickboxer, they were all against bigger guys. So this would be an interesting matchup to see if that's still something that Israel Adesanya struggles with or if that's something that he has grown from and learned from and is no longer his kryptonite as that bigger guy. That will, you know, kind of come up and run the same size as him as far as with um, with the height and the reach advantage. Because he had like a huge reach advantage against Paulo Costa. Like Paulo Costa and his reach was like four, five, six inches apart, I want to say. So yeah, you can you can do that. But when somebody has a two inch reach advantage, you have only have a two inch reach advantage. And you're only an inch taller than him. So, and he's also going to have like. Jan Blachowicz probably walks around like at 220, 230, if, you know what I mean, maybe, maybe 250 and cuts it down to 205. Like, you, we don't, I don't know what he walks around at, but Izzy walks around at probably like two, he's like walking around at 207. So, for him, this is his natural body weight, so this would be good, because he trains in this body weight, so he knows how to handle this body weight. I think it'd, it'd be good for him, so I don't know. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm going to go with Izzy. I'm gonna say he knocks him out in the fourth round. Um, he's just gonna catch Blahovich. He's gonna. I think. I think his best option would be to work the body, um, utilize the teep kicks to the knee, chop his legs. You know, utilize the calf kicks, but be smart with him. Like, cause the calf kick, the calf kick has become a very, very, very useful te- uh, tool just over the past maybe six months or so, which is ridiculous because those hurt. You know, I've been kicked on a calf once, and it's one of the most painful things because your leg can go numb. There's nerves in your legs that will just shut off, and you will kind of like if you go back and watch what happened to Sean O'Malley um, against Cheeto Vera, that's what happened. He, you know, he got caught, ended up with a calf kick, and his leg just went asleep, and that was that. Um, then we have Amanda Nunes versus Megan Anderson for the women's featherweight title, which is 145 pounds. Now, um, Megan is good. Megan is a very good athlete. She's big, you know, she has power. But let's be real, Amanda is Amanda. Amanda Nunes is going to more than likely run through her, unfortunately. You know, I hate to be one of those people that's going to be like, oh, but Megan is going to get ran through. And then they're probably going to cut her and kill the division. And Amanda's probably either going to go back down to 35 and then Shevchenko's going to come up, or she's just going to end up retiring as the GOAT, and that's that. I don't, I mean, it would take, an, it would take, it would be crazy if Megan Anderson knocked Amanda Nunes out, because that would just be crazy. Then you have Petra Jan versus Aljamain Sterling. Now, this is going to be a really good fight in the Bantamweight division for the title, just because Aljo is just a beast, man. And so is Peter Jan. Peter Jan, what he did to um, what he did to Jose Aldo was just insane. The way he just broke him, and it's crazy because Jose Aldo was one of my favorite fighters. One of the first MMA fights, no, well, it was around the same time when he fought um Uriah Faber in the WEC, and he just fucked Uriah Faber's leg up. And Peter Yan actually beat both of those guys by a knockout. He knocked both of those guys, Uriah Faber and 
Jose Aldo. So I will give him that. And, you know, most of the people he did fight were just strikers. But Aljo is a... He's different because he can... He's a really good wrestler and a great grappler. And what I mean by grappler is I'm talking about submissions, like uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. For just anybody that's listening to this that doesn't know what I'm talking about. So... It's going to be interesting to see how Aljamain Sterling's wrestling and jiu-jitsu pedigree matches up against Petrion and seeing how the, he would, you know, react to that. Or will Aljo get caught like he did against Marilyn Marias with a switch kick? Um, that would be funny. Cra- I mean, not funny, but it'd be crazy to see that if that was to happen. Um, if Petrion can pull it off, that'd be a really interesting, um, interesting fight because... I, I think Aljo will win this fight. And the reason I say Aljo will win this fight is based off of what he did to Corey Sandhagen. The way he choked Corey Sandhagen out in 30 seconds was insane. And Corey Sandhagen is a monster. Corey Sandhagen is one of those people that, you know, like if you see the last two fights that he fought, knocked out um, Marlon, Ver- uh, uh, Marlon Marias. With a spinning heel kick to the fucking temple. And then goes and does a flying knee knockout of Freddie Edgar. So, you know, Frankie Edgar. Did I say Freddie Edgar? Edgar? It's not. I mean, Frankie. I'm a little tired. It's, it's pretty late at night. Not that late, but it's still late. It's late for me. So, yeah. That's going to be a good fight. I want to I, I, I see Aljo win because I think he deserves to be champion. But at the same time, I also want to see Peter Yan. Now, I don't think Peter Yan would be, you know, eliminated from the title picture if he loses the title. Because if he loses to Aljo and Aljo loses it to Corey Sanhagen, then it's like, oh, Peter Yan can now fight again for the title. So it'd be it'd be cool and it'd be nice. It's just, I just want to see my boy Corey because I'm a big Corey Sanhagen fan now. Um, so I really want to see him and Aljo run it back because I think that'd be a really good fight now because they're both two killers, two killers. Then in the lightweight bout, we have Drew Dober versus Islam Makachev. Good fight. I mean, you have a 14th-ranked fighter and a 15th-ranked fighter. You know, you got top 15 competitors. Drew Dober's a beast. He's really tough all around. You got Islam, who's supposed to be the heir parent to Habib. So this would be a good fight if Islam doesn't pull out, which he has pulled out of a couple of bouts in the past. So we'll see if Islam will make it. Um... To the fight. I really can't say much other than that. Because I would like to see him make it to the fight. Because you know there's a lot of people that are talking about how good he is. And they talk about how great he is in the gym. So I would love to see those skills put into play. And see what everybody keeps saying. That he's the heir apparent to Habib. Like I haven't. All the fights that I've seen of Islam Makachev. They've been hard fights. So it's like. Is he really going to take over for Habib or not? This is, I think, this is this fight's gonna show if he can just go out there and ragdoll Drew Dober the way Habib did to Dustin Poirier or Justin Gaethje or Conor McGregor or you know Al Quinta or any of these people like Michael Johnson. Um, who else did Habib fight that he just ragdoll anybody that he fights in the UFC? So if Islam can go and do that to Drew Dober, then I would say that he's ready for like your top five people, like you know, because then like he's he'd be terrifying when he comes up. And then in the light heavyweight, in the light heavyweight fight, you have Tiago Santos versus Alexander Rakic. This is a really good fight. This is going to be a barn 
burner fight because Tiago Santos, he who did he fight last? I know he fought somebody else when he came back. Oh man. Let me see. I'm looking it up right now. Oh, he lost to Glover Teixeira. He just lost to Glover Teixeira. He got submitted in the third round. That's what happened. This was in November 2020. So, he's coming off of a loss. So, if he loses, you know, Rakic, Rakic he is a 13-2 and fighter. Um, and he's ranked number four. Santos is number two. This will be a good fight. If Rakic can definitively beat... Tiago Santos, he can really make a run at a title shot. Like, he can be like, hey, you know, put me in a title fight. So, that'd be a really cool, that'd be interesting to see because you don't really see that, you know. Like, that'd be a really interesting matchup for Adesanya, too. Because if Adesanya, and I'm, I'm only assuming if Adesanya wins, right, it'd be a really good fight to see, to see where they, you know, where he stands with these people and, um, yeah. It'd be a really good fight. I'm really interested in seeing that fight. Even with Thiago Santos, Santos is a really crazy. And the thing is, Thiago Santos used to be a middleweight. So this would actually be a really good two middleweights fighting in light heavyweight. Right? So it'd be really interesting to see that fight. And Thiago Santos almost, or in some eyes, beat um, John Jones, who is presumably the greatest MMA mixed martial arts fighter of all time. So... This is going to be a really good fight because if Izzy can beat Jan, then this fight would be the number one contender fight. And they can possibly, depending on how fast the whoever wins the main event and whoever wins that first fight, the, the main card, you know, if they win, they, you could do another, um, what's his name? Not Benavidez. Figueroa and uh, Moreno style where they... Both, you know, fought on the same card and a couple of weeks later they had a turnaround fight because their fights were both weren't that long. So they're like, hey, we'll do a turnaround and we'll fight soon. And now they're about to fight for a second time, which has got recently announced for the UFC 261, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to look at that in a minute. Uh, so I, I'm really excited for this weekend. This is going to be one of the biggest fight cards of all and of the year because they got three title fights. And dude, like... If you go back and look at the prelims, they got Dominic Cruz versus Casey Kenny, Song Adon versus Kyler Phillips, Joseph Benavides versus Askar As- Askarov. And I think then you got Kai Car France versus Rogerio Bontorin. I don't know what I don't know where he's from, but I think Kai Car France should win that. Askar Askarov was gonna win that fight. Kyler Phillips and Dominic Cruz. I just think Dominic Cruz is going to be a little too much for Casey Kenny. I think this might be a little too big of a step up for Casey Kenny. And I could be wrong. Casey Kenny can just go in there and smash the dude. We don't know. Uh, so this was my preview of UFC 259. Thank you for listening. If you listen, um, I will possibly upload another one on Sunday after the fights are done and do like a post of the fight and talk about the fights and how I thought about the fights and what happened on the fights. So, Stay tuned for that. Peace.